Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from California. I'm not even sure where he's at. Joey, no chill right now. Palm Springs, the Palm Springs, Palm Desert area. Rancho Mirage, I believe, technically. Here I am, Andy. Good morning. What kind of weather we got there right now? Pretty, uh, you know, it's it's warm. It's warm-ish outside compared to, uh, you know, I'm sure compared to where you are, but even compared to LA, I think I think we're in, you know, mid mid to low 60s right now. But yesterday went for a hike, and it was, uh, you know, I ended up shedding my long sleeve top. I was in I was in short sleeves. It's warm when you're in the sun for sure. Getting up to, I believe it's supposed to get up to 80s ish this weekend. But, you know, it's a desert, cold last night. We are uh, we're about to hit some like wild weather here where the temperatures can drop 30 degrees over a couple hours tonight. And uh, that will take you down to what kind of temperatures? I think it's supposed to get in the negatives. And is it supposed to snow? Well, it's, it's been raining. So they're like, everything's wet. That's going to all freeze supposed to like have light snow with the mixture of that right like it's uh like i would argue that's like the worst weather the like rain freeze so uh i'm hunkering down that that's the disaster weather oh disaster weather. i i made the mistake of having to pick up something at kroger it was it was pandemic lines remember the pandemic i had flashbacks to costco in uh in california like that's how the lines were because everybody's just like ah it's almost Christmas and there's going to be crazy weather. Like the line, you couldn't even see to self-checkout, if that makes sense. The line went so far deep in the store. I'm at the point now where I don't, I, I'm just like out of the question. I'm just exclusively delivered to my house guy. Yeah. Like, give me, send me groceries. You know, my Christmas shopping all done online. I said, you know, Amazon delivers it to your house and doesn't pay its workers at all. So Jeff Bezos is basically Santa Claus. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like everything can be delivered. Yeah. We're so lazy. Like we don't have to do anything. And that's why I kind of like going to the grocery store because it's kind of like, okay, get me out. Get me out. You know, but I'm nuts. I went to Costco yesterday. Like, who who does these things on Christmas week? Only lunatics like me. Yeah, it's, it's somebody who really like wants to put themselves in the situation of being in lines. Wants to, you know, you're basically going consciously or, or subconsciously. You're like, I want to run in with a Karen today. I want somebody to step to me. No, no, no. By the way, you're 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 you've been cutting it out a little. I know you said we might have some issues. Great. So you've been cutting in and out to start the show. 
Well, if it get if it gets really bad, let me know. I might I I might have to move locations here. Okay. Cool. Well, we got we got a nice little show. We got week sixteen now. You keep inching closer. I'm getting a little little nervous on the NFL picks. I'm only up three now with three weeks to go. We we had some did something happen in baseball this this week? Did anything happen? Yeah, it was it's it's been a it's been a wild week in uh it's it's been a wild week in baseball. Um, you know, there's there's the free agency is is still not over. And uh I'm going to I'm going to pull I'm going to pull it up right now cuz it's you're pretty not, big. I was I was obviously making a joke. You're not even just tackling in, what I said. Did something yeah. happen? It, no, I, and I've got it here. I, I want I want to make sure we have all the specifics. Infielder Danny Mendick and New York Mets are in agreement in agreement on a one year, one million dollar contract. Danny with, Mendick. Yes, Mendick, not Lady Dick, not Menpuss. Danny Mendick. Is that M E N D I C K? That's right. Wow, that's a great name. Mendick. So huge, huge week for the Mets. Uh, Danny Mendick has signed for a one year, one million dollar deal. Well, that's big news. I, I I think I might have seen a few other signings this week for you guys. And uh, I know you, you had tweeted that. I can't believe Ruther put this on the rundown. And I was like, well, you're going to talk about it anyway. So, well, I know. I, I mean, obviously, I was going to talk about it anyway. And I've been pushing through the uh, the Andy Ruther crossing guard NFL crossing guard stop signs for the last 17 weeks. And you know, demanding that there's, in fact, other sports news besides the NFL. You know, uh, when when we do the show together, you're like, did you hear this NFL player had a baby? This NFL player got arrested. This uh, I'm like, the New York Mets have signed Carlos Correa for 12 years. I just want to make sure I was just trying to see, is it actually on the rundown or is it my responsibility to bring it up? And there it was. Hey, look, I'm 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 hip to it. You know, I follow I follow enough. So you you guys signed Correa. You're doing all these signings. He was supposed to go to the Giants. So you said we should bring on Andy Lazarus, your dirty slides dirty co-host. Slides is 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 Andy Laz waiting? Is he, he is. He's in the waiting room. Oh, but okay, he's, great. But he's also a Giants fan. So correct. Well, that's it. There's a lot of stuff to talk about with this Correa you know, signing, not signing, signing with the Mets situation, how Giants fans are handling it, how how Mets fans are handling it, how baseball's handling handling it in general. And Laz and I wanted to do a sort of emergency slides, but uh Laz is leaving for France. I go to France uh apparently tomorrow. And I just said I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to squeeze it in today. Because we have this show, then I've got to head to a a show, a comedy show in San Diego tonight. If you're in San Diego, come see me at the Madhouse Comedy Club. If you're in the uh, Palm Desert, Palm Springs area, I just got added to a show at Agua Caliente in Palm Springs tomorrow night. So I'll be uh, I'll be doing the Agua Caliente Caliente comedy show tomorrow night, Friday the 23rd. And like I said, San Diego tonight. So I said, I'm not sure we have an emergency time for an emergency slides. What if? Andy Laz slides in to the dirty sports. Well, he's sitting there. Let's bring him on. Okay. Talk a little, little baseball, little 
signing by your boys stealing from his boys and we can we can get this all figured out because i didn't really understand it as far as the uh, to medical be honest, stuff to be honest i don't understand it and we'll get i want to talk it out with laz and get his his take so here here he is joining us from the last what's there. up boys what's going on laz how are you ruta good man how are you i'm pretty good pretty good Sad. I, like your, I like your setup Man. these days. What do we what do we got going on there? We got a little. What's is up? This, is this your workout television behind you? That is my Peloton that I'd never get on uh, TV. Um, behind me is TD's um, Michael Jordan Washington Bullets jersey that I had to pawn <laughs> from him when he was uh, having some money troubles. And uh, behind that is something my brother gave to me. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the scene in Police Academy where the dick um, recruits get tricked by Mahoney into going to the gay bar. <laughs> the Blue Oyster. The Blue Oyster Cafe. That's Good call. Cafe. And uh, behind that is uh, Ricky Henderson, the Man of Steel. I have I have a uh, and I just framed it and put it on the wall. I have a game worn uh, Cal Ripken jersey that I just put on the wall and. You know, I'm sure there will be a time where I come a call and be like, "Hey, Laz, you want to you want to pawn this from me?" I'm, in, I'm, I'm also in money trouble. It's the keeper <laughs> of all my friends' treasures. I, I'm curious about that. So he played. They they weren't the Wizards when Jordan, or was that just they like a were the Wizards? They were the Wizards, and they did like a throwback night where they wore the old Bullets jerseys. And I guess they only made like a hundred of these Jordan Bullets jerseys. That's really cool. Yeah. Michael That's Jordan fans everywhere right now are screaming at their podcast uh, thing, saying not only did Michael Jordan not pay, play for the Bullets, he didn't play for the Wizards. What are you guys talking about? He played. <laughs> he only played six seasons in the NBA, and he took two seasons off in the middle. He would have won eight straight in his only eight straight years in the league. He won every scoring title. He's the GOAT of all time. This this is nonsense and only conspiracy that he played on a team that didn't win a championship. Yes, Cor correct. Yes, so, correct. So let's hop into this uh, this Carlos Correa signing because I like again I don't I don't understand what happened if he was so Carlos sign here we'll, we'll we'll catch you here's something you'll understand Ruther we are now <laughs> the Cincinnati Reds Giants ownership no you're not Giants ownership said where are they going to go. That's what they said. To be you, honest, you to be Carlos honest, Korea? we'll get them for you. Ah, you know what? Uh, season ticket sales didn't spike. Uh, we're getting out. To be honest, uh, signing Mitch Haniger and just Mitch Haniger as your free agent moves is pretty Cincinnati Reds of you. <laughs> he feels like an ex-Red. He feels so, like a, he feels like a future Red. Yeah. For sure. So take me, as we all know, I'm I'm knee deep in my my NFL NFL everything. But so, so take me, the who doesn't so follow let, closely. Well, I, I'm going to take you through it. So first of all, uh, Andy, there's a sport called baseball. Okay. You play it with gloves, uh, leather <laughs> leather mitts, if you will. <laughs> okay. Um. So uh, there was, you know, free agency is happening, still happening. Most of the big free agents have uh, gone to somewhere. Um, are you going to start with arson judge arson judge right Ar arson right. judge which is uh bizarro world Aaron judge he was a player that was signed by the San Francisco Giants for I believe how seven long? minutes seven minutes 
Yes, he was he was with the uh, San Francisco Giants, and then that that free agent signing was disappeared into thin air. And he there was a tweet that said the, the Giants end. signed Arson Judge. Seven minutes later, the guy did the tweet. John Heyman said, "Oops, so sorry." Not I true. saw that. I did see okay. that. I did see the John Heyman. Okay, so which... so then so that was December seventh, December fifteenth. So we've been cock teased, the Giants fans. Twice. You know, I never thought we were going to get Aaron Judge. I thought that was pie in the sky ridiculousness. You know, why would you go from being the king of New York to being the king of a town full of sevens with poop on the ground? Like, I get it. Right. But Carlos Correa, December. And by 15th, the way, hold on. By the way, yeah. I mean, we, we sh- I should let you keep going, but not a town full of sevens, a town that maxes out at sevens. It's right. It's, right. Sorry. It's certainly sorry, not sorry, full. No, it's full not of full sevens of sevens. would be it's great. Not full of anything except poop on the ground right now. Right. Yeah. Max <laughs> out. At exactly. Just the, the, just the, the people in, and by people, I mean, the ladies in San Francisco just taking stray bullets, like what? just oh, taking I've, stray bullets. I've talked about it at length that that the the selection of women in San Francisco is when you used to go to your local blockbuster and the last thing before the counter was a weird like basket of tapes. And they were like, do you want Broken Arrow with Howie Long on VHS for sale? And you go. I didn't come here to buy <laughs> videotapes that no one wants. It's a great movie you reference sh- right there. Are you sure? Amazing. Yes. Okay. So so past the 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 clientele right. we have uh, of women in San Francisco. So basically like do they did they actually think they were going to sign him or so, was this so all Carlos just- no, no, they had signed him it's and then- a done deal. It was a done deal. 13 years 350 million. Right. Right. Which, agreed in agreed in terms in principle. I'll, I'll, I'll show up. I'll show up to your facilities in a few days, put on my jersey, sign my contract, take my physicals, be a exactly. San Francisco Giant. Exactly. Then two hours before the uh unveiling of the Carlos Correa jersey, the welcome to San Francisco Carlos Correa press conference, it's postponed because of some medical issue. Twelve hours later. Or midnight that night, he signed with the New York Mets for twelve years, three hundred fifteen million dollars. So here's my question: the Giants for, got cold feet. Here's my it. question. Here's my question for you, Laz. Yes. Do you believe that? Okay. Was it there was a medical issue? Two. The Giants got cold feet about how much money and how many years they had offered Carlos Correa. Three. Carlos Correa got cold feet about joining the San Francisco Giants and, you know, wants was like, you know what? In second thought, I'll take a little bit less money and I'll go play with my boy Francisco Lindor in New York on the team that is currently being run by fucking, you know, Captain Fun Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Willy the Willy Wonka of baseball players. Um, I think all three things could be true. Um, I think. The Giants uh, found a medical thing, but I heard this medical thing wasn't his back. It wasn't anything that had to do with anything that happened in the big leagues. It happened some high school medical thing. Yeah, so an don't ankle tell me, injury. Don't tell from me you didn't know about this before you you did your research on. You had all fucking off season to do your research on Carlos Correa and do his medicals. 
right? Then you sign the guy. Then you're like, oh, wait, uh, one doctor said uh, in 2014, he hurt his ankle fucking playing pickup hoops in high school. And now it takes you, you have another, uh, another six days to figure this out, right? And then after they postponed the, the, um, uh, the press conference, they had 12 hours to figure it out. They didn't. And then they issued a two-word, a two-sentence statement, like, "Hey, we had a disagreement on the um, the medical thing. Good luck, Carlos." So, I don't blame Carlos Correa one bit. And then apparently Scott Boris texted Steve Cohen, who is in Hawaii on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Asked him what he was doing. He said he's in Hawaii on vacation, having a martini. And he yeah. said, do, "Do you perhaps have three olives?" Correa miss for, for a new third baseman. Correa miss has arrived. <laughs> Is that the true? Or are you just fucking around? No, that's the well, truth. That, I, I saw that on Bleacher Report. So. Okay, yeah. he he yeah. apparently texted Steve Cohen. Correa miss has arrived. Yeah, and do you have three olives, meaning three hundred million dollars? Yeah, and, and Steve Cohen's know, like, I sure do. And Steve Cohen, who started this off season with, uh you know, being fearful about giving perhaps the best pitcher of his franchise five years because of medical concerns got caught in a moment of drunken martini drinking in Hawaii and is suddenly handing out 12 year deals to guys with may who may or may not have medical concerns. Because at this point, Steve, see, here's my thing with Steve Cohen. And this is what, you know, we all watched the last dance. And we and Laz is sitting in front of his Michael Jordan bullets jersey. It seems as though uh, it's there for safekeeping. Steve Cohen seems to have the Michael Jordan um, uh, uh, quality of randomly picking a person that will have wronged him, and then going on some sort of revenge tour. Michael Jordan famously you know, in, in the last dance would be like, this guy looked at me wrong, you know, April game against the Washington bullets. So I scored 45 on him and then sent a FedEx package full of human shit to his wife's home. And you're like, but why, but why would you do this? And Steve Cohen, we're now in year two of Steve Cohen. Apparently last year, Steven Matt signed a deal with the, San, uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, and this is what started Steve Cohen's revenge offseason. I'm going to get Max Scherzer and Starling Marte and all these people. And then this year, even though he had all these this year to extend Jacob DeGrom, Jacob DeGrom didn't get an extension during the year, signed a deal with the Texas Rangers, and Steve Cohen was like, oh, I had nine months to sign him, but I didn't, and he got a deal somewhere else, so now I'm going to light the whole world on fire and sign literally everybody down to Danny Mendick. And I love it. Yeah, but he he also just got extremely lucky that the Giants are so, uh, you know, the biggest pussies in the world. But but isn't that... wherever, wherever, Whatever medical condition this was, the Twins were going to sign him for 10 years. The The Mets signed him for 12. So it can't be that concerning to everybody else who has who works in baseball, you know? 
But well, isn't, I mean, it, isn't it like, is he worth that? Like, like take me through. I know nobody's worth the contracts. We always thought like in general, right? We talk about this in all sports, like for the most part, most guys aren't worth what they like. Is he worth how many good years is the goal on a contract like that? Well, so is it five or six, like what's the I, goal? I, th- I, th- I think that there's um, two, two, I think there's two things with the Korea contract. Um, but there's also something, and part of it is something that is happening uh, in baseball all around, which at this point we've mocked it. I mean, Andy, both, both Andy's I, I, I'm referencing you both. We've all mocked this going back to, you know, the Bryce Harper deal, going back to the Machado deal, like these contracts that are t- going to take guys into their early forties are, is insane. Like there's only one. LeBron James, there's only one Tom Brady. You're probably not going to be the guy. There's probably not going to be the 10 top free agents in baseball who are all going to be productive into their early 40s to the tune yeah. of however many million dollars. Now, there's a couple things with that. One, I think this is just the state of like Bryce Harper's contract is no longer ridiculous because now everybody's just saying, if you want be- a guy for seven years, you have to give him 12. Okay. And and then also, especially with what Steve Cohen is doing, which is the becoming the Joker um, and literally lighting money on fire, he is now to the point where he's like, baseball is changing in that the idea of giving someone thir- thir- 350, like 13 years from now, the, the, the Carlos Correa of tw- 2035 will be getting a $2 billion contract because there is no salary cap in baseball. They will probably institute one um, sometime in the next thing because Steve Cohen is ruining lives. But at this point, the money is not even real because the the average baseball salary in 10 years is going to be $50 $50 million average. Everybody's going to be getting 50 million. You get 50 million. You get 50 million. Danny Mendick will be getting 8 million in five years. Also the universal DH makes, you know, signing a shortstop to a 10 year deal a little more palatable because if he's a good enough hitter, he could still be useful as a hitter. And like Joe said, in 10 years, you might be paying $27 million for a fucking part-time player, like a DH. Um, Cause Carlos Correa's deal uh, average annual value is only twenty seven million dollars. Oh, okay, so then, it, so then it makes me wonder: is is this take baseball out of it, right? If I hear all that, I'm th- just from a purely financial side. Like, is this sustainable financially? Is the question? Well, it, it is for Steve Cohen. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like, I'm saying overall for the brand. Steve of- Cohen laughs at the at the fact that people are concerned that his payroll is four hundred million dollars. But He's but like, like, I'm sure I'm sure you guys. Cool story, see- Minnesota Twins offered him ten years at two hundred eighty seven million. Sure, Minnesota and, and, Twins, and that, and that's one that's one guy. But like, like like when I was you know of course we all like see what people say underneath the signing, and I was reading like the tweets, and it was like, and I know we've talked about this on our show, Joe. It's like. You like take football, right? Or even basketball. I saw somebody wrote a great tweet. They're like, dude, basketball is competitive across big cities, small cities. Football is competitive. Like this is a major issue. 
Like the Milwaukee Bucks can win a title. The Kansas City Chiefs can, you know, these are small markets, quote unquote. Like, and, and, and this is baseball. The, my point is, is that sustainable is all I'm saying. Well, I think it's sustainable in, a, in, in regards to these guys. No one, they're not losing money. You know, yeah, they wouldn't be doing this unless Steve. No, Steve for sure. Out. I get, I get that. What I'm saying is like for the league overall. No, it's not. Well, but and this is this is my this is if you think you've ever seen Joey No Chill on the Dirty Sports podcast, wait until the day where they made me live for 45 years dealing with Yankees fans with no cap on how much they could spend. And two years into the Mets being like, we're going to buy, we're going to buy everybody institute <laughs> salary cap. If you think you've seen an angry Joe Prano, <laughs> wait until the day where after four decades of demanding a salary cap in baseball, they institute one to stop my team from absolutely shitting, hissing and ejaculating on all the baseball teams financially. I will. Have you I heard will. Yankee fans bitch about the Mets spending yeah. already? Right. Yeah. It's already hilarious. It's already you always accused us of buying championships, which you did. And now you guys are buying championships. Yeah. If you can't beat them, join them. The All the petitions, all the letters. I, I think the first letter I wrote to fucking a Bartlett Giamatti about needing a salary cap was in Cramp. I think I think, you know, six year old Joe Prano was like, Mom, Dad, where are the major league baseball offices? The financials of baseball do not make sense. And we need a salary cap. And they were like, you need to go to fucking second grade. Well, I mean, look, you know, and the tweet, I'm sure you, everybody's seen it, like the tweet. That Jeff Passan sent out, the Mets have spent. A hundred and six million dollars this offseason in signings, dude. A hundred and six million dollars. So your current payroll is estimated to be around three eighty four. You're saying a hundred and six million per year? No, overall. Well, they've signed two guys to. They signed no, no, no like, 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 like that includes. The max deals these guys like Correa is three hundred fifteen, Nimmo's one hundred sixty two. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, my point is because it's guaranteed, right? It's not the NFL, right? Mm -hmm. right. So, so the Mets have given a hundred, or I'm sorry, eight hundred and six million dollars. Eight hundred and six million. Correct. Yeah. What did I say? A hundred and six. I'm sorry. Which I was I'm like, sorry. yeah, yeah, eight hundred and six million. So, you guys are going to be. I'll drink to that. Awesome. But, but the reason I bring that up is this. Then this is what's crazy. The current Mets payroll is estimated to be around three hundred eighty-four million for the plus, upcoming season, plus taxes. That's plus what I'm the about Steve to get tax. So the luxury tax will exceed one hundred eleven million. So the projected payroll for the Mets this upcoming season is four hundred ninety-five million. I've been and, waiting to say this, and I've been and, waiting to say it in Andy Lazarus's presence for three years. Sorry. For troubles, <laughs> but but here's the last one, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Who gives a shit? I I, I, mean, I think. But but you guys, you guys, as baseball guys, should give a shit because this is why the sport's dying. Like this, I'm just saying this. This is one of the main I don't think reasons this is why the sport's dying, though. Because I think it's one of the. Re I think it's one of the reasons baseball's I mean, dying. 
One of the reasons baseball is dying is because small market teams can't compete. Correct. Well, well is Houston, what's Houston? What's Seattle? What's Tampa Bay? What's Milwaukee? It doesn't, mean, the playoffs. It, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean there's not outliers. But my point is, if you look, but I mean, all those teams made the playoffs. Sure. But if you here's look, why baseball is dying. I'll, I'll tell you precisely. Well, I think there's a lot of reasons, but the reason goes back to exactly what I've talked about on this show. And I just had this conversation again yesterday. Baseball owners. First of all, Steve Cohen doesn't give a fuck who comes to his ballpark and how much they spend. Sure. He's a he's a he's a he is a fucking bond villain. He's a bond villain. He has all the money. He all he wants is to rule the world. He doesn't care if it costs him money. Where baseball. Well, first of all, the first the number one reason baseball is dying is because not enough owners have the attitude of Steve Cohen, which is I am a fan of this team and I want to win. So the second reason baseball is dying is because every owner in baseball is trying to figure out how to take a father and his two sons to the ballpark and butt rape them to the tune of fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars for the day. They want your parking money. They want your beer money. They want your fucking foam finger money. They want your hot dog money. They want it all. They want to take you for fifteen hundred dollars once a year and just have that dad go home and be like, man, I may as well have taken him to fucking Disneyland. And what they should do is get that dad to the ballpark 10 times a year for 200 bucks. I agree. And and, and make 500 Certainly. more 500 more dollars on that guy than they did the day they took 1500 from him. But the problem is, is if they did that, if they if they focused on getting fans to the ballpark, what they would do is they would grow their fan base. They would keep the ballpark full and then people would want to come play everywhere. They wouldn't be like, why am I going to go play in New York when Cincinnati? I like Cincinnati. I'm from Ohio. I want to go play there and their stadium's full, too. And then. They would make more money and then they would have more money to spend on players. But instead, they try to get that guy there for one game for fifteen hundred dollars. And unfortunately, the Cincinnati Cincinnati Reds are out of contention in mid-April. And if they haven't gotten there <laughs> in the first two weeks, yeah, then the dad goes, fuck it. I'll take him to fucking whatever the weird fucking amusement park you go to is. Kings Island. Kings, Kings Island. Island. He's like, fuck it. Why am I going to take him to a game in June that doesn't matter? When I could just take him to Kings Island and we could go fucking banana land. Is the beast still operational? Oh, King's it is. They, they, they upgraded it too. They did. They, so they, they, it, is it still wood? It's still the longest. Not only is the beast operational, oldest. I think he's thinking about signing more players. We're talking about Steve Cohen, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's still the longest wooden roller coaster in the world. Uh, Quick little dork Kings Island stat for you, but but back to what we're saying, like like you know what else know. is the longest wooden thing in the world? My Mets boner after all of these signings. Well, well, here here's one more stat. Here's one more stat on all that stuff to just put everything in context. What we're talking about: the previous max payroll in baseball was three hundred fifty million, and the Mets now are and now the, the Mets a- are projected 495. The argument is like they're almost 150 over. Uh, and, and look, and, and I agree. I, I, by the way, I'm not dissing. Like, I'm all for it. Like, I, I think all sports. I am not all for it. Let me just say that. 
there absolutely should be a salary cap in baseball. No, 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 no. I think there'd be salary cap. I'm saying I'm all for owners like him who say, I want to win all spent. I don't care regardless of the sport. And I think for sure, I think even right, almost that's what Joe Lacob does. Almost more important than a salary cap, there should be a salary floor. 100% agree. And and therein lies the problem, I think. But also, I think, I I think, go ahead, Les. The real real crux of the issue is that uh, what you're saying about the fan experience. Baseball isn't dying in the the way that like it's losing money. It's not losing money. They make most of their money from their billion dollar TV contracts. And they also have revenue sharing, which allows, um, you know, teams to claim small market poorness. Be like, well, because they're going to they're going to make money off the Yankees and the Dodgers and, and whatever. But the fan experience, like you're saying, they don't even make their money from from that's their walking around day-to-day money yeah yeah steve cohen is now just joe pesci in fucking goodfellas and the cincinnati reds come over he's the the fucking valet guy at the copa gabana and he gives him a hundred dollars go get yourself something nice yeah go get yourself take your fucking bitch out next weekend get the fuck out of my face like if if they would just say okay uh we make most of our money from our billion dollar tv deals and calm down on the parking and the beer and the fucking garlic fries and the whole shit and and let it be a more of an affordable fun experience they would it wouldn't be dying with fans because it's uh, not dying with you know the money they're making they're no making no i i, I agree no for sure and, and that and it's such an easy fix yeah it's you know and that's across all sports to be fair like that's a problem in basketball football like it doesn't matter like like these, yeah, these basketball guys, and football they only i mean football at least they like they have eight home games sure for these sure have 81 home games no i know i know that's the thing yeah that's the thing i i don't know I, I, and honestly think about it this way think about it this way if let's say you were let's say you have the same you're you own two teams and your goal as a the owner of a football team is I have eight home games. I need, I want to focus on getting my fans each out my, my, the whole Cincinnati Metro area or San Francisco Metro area or New York Metro area. I want to focus on getting the fans of my team to one football game a year. That's 12% of our home games. Get your fans to 12% of your fucking baseball home games. Yeah. Get your fans to fucking 10 home games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Except for this year for the Giants, don't go to any home games. They they disrespect you. They take you for granted. Don't fucking buy garlic fries. Tell them wow. It's like, is this the Andy and Andy show here about how they well, feel about going to games? This is, I mean, I here's like, I respected your deal with the Browns. I, I totally respect it. Like F these Mike Browns and family. He's back though. You know that, right? I know and he's, he's back. back, but I never bought that. You were actually going to the Rams. I never bought it for one bit. Now, if you said I'm doing a trial separation with the Bengals because they don't respect me and my fandom, I would have, I would have believed that because I think that's what you did. Well, correct. You- yeah, well, you know, this, I, I think bit. I think people I think people are sick of hearing about w- whatever my fandom is at this point. But but as far as like the the red situation, and I think I've made it clear. It's like, I, I mean that that was the biggest call out I've ever heard of any 
ownership of like straight up like just mocking an entire city like yeah yeah, yeah. Where you, 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 know, you, you know yeah the where are you gonna go is is like one of the yeah. all-time I saw somebody tweet at the time and it was a great tweet. They were like, they're going to be teaching this in business courses of what not to set. You know, this isn't just a, this isn't a sports issue. This is like a business issue. Yeah. This is not how you don't demean your fan base uh, of any brand, but. Well, I feel that that's what the giants are doing to us with this. And that's how you uh, feel. Thing. Yeah. Well, let me say something. Let me say something because there's a lot of fans that don't really know what to do right now. And it's like, we can't compete. And, and, and they're, there is a portion of um, ba- Major League Baseball fans that are looking at Steve Cohen as if he is the new George Steinbrenner and that we are the evil empire and we are the new villains and we are the new whatever. And and this is what I'm going to say to those fans and t- specifically to both of you guys, which is George Steinbrenner and the Yankees and the Red Sox, they were the kids in middle school who had hit their growth spurt early and they were shoving kids in lockers for far too long, you know, and everybody was like the evil empire, the evil empire. And you're hundred percent, right. A kid who walks around fucking, you know, he hit his growth spurt early and he's bullying all the fucking sixth graders. Cause he's built like a freshman is a piece of trash, but it went on long enough. This kid refused to leave fucking middle school. He got to, he's like, I'm leave me back. I'm fucking sticking around. And baseball was like, what do we do? They finally let fucking Steve Cohen in the door. And he's like, listen, if we're going to act like this, if we're just not going to have a salary cap and we're not going to fucking do it, he's now Billy Madison going back to school at 26. And now you're all in big, big trouble. trouble. (laughs) So here's the thing. What should, how should baseball fans handle this? You guys, both of you, and all of you fans out there who are like, the Cincinnati Reds don't care about me. The Oakland Athletics don't care about me. The fucking Pirates don't care about me. Be Mets fans. We welcome you. It's, it's a great time to get on the bandwagon. Be Mets fans. Who's your favorite player? Joey Votto? Fine. Steve Cohen will sign him. Is it going to make Andy Ruther happy? We'll take Joey Votto. Who's your favorite player, lads? You want Ricky Henderson to come back to baseball? Fine. Him, he can sit on the bench with Danny Mendick and get a million dollars a year to be on the roster. You're all Mets fans now. Come on board. There, he's he's Luke Skywalker here to take the fucking head off the evil empire. Well, uh, I'm not doing that, but hey, uh, Ruther, you guys signed Will Myers, so that's something. Well, he doesn't wear batting gloves. Here's my thing on on the Reds. Like I don't I don't even know how you like when I see the local the local paper here. I'll be like, oh, you know, Reds Fest, and and the I don't know what. Like I just get depressed of thinking like who's going to Reds Fest this year. Like like who like 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 I like I don't know. I just don't know how you can go because there still hasn't been an apology. My my thing is. What's amazing is that like you were like, I'm done with the bank. Like Mike Brown was like, listen, indoor practice facilities are expensive. And you're like, I'm out, you piece of shit. And the Reds guy was like, hey, fans, suck my cock. And you're like, <laughs> listen, you know, I might not go to games this year. We'll see how they are in fucking April of next year. Like, I, I can't believe all the Bengals fans that turned on them and the Reds fans. Like, Reds fans, you guys should straight up be. No, like, th- th- there's no Reds it fans. It should be pitchforks. No, that's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no, 
there's no Reds fans, man. Like, it's just not a thing. Like, like after last I year, I think that you guys should like show up to Reds Fest with Steve with like photoshops of Steve Cohen butt fucking your owner. Yeah, that would make Reds Fest fun. Yeah, that's a little. Yeah, I, I don't know about that one. Well, look, Brano, we we do have a, a big, large show to to get through here today. Laz, what are you going to do in France? Uh, I'm going to um, uh, Marseille, basically. I have no clue where that little, is. Little town outside uh, uh, Marseille, south of France. I'm sure it's nice. It's a lovely country. I'm sure you've been to France, right? I have been. I have been. Brain, have you been there? I have, but I haven't been in a very, very long yeah, time. Me, me too. Me too. Well, safe travels. Thanks, uh, thanks fellas. And Laz, uh, when you, congratulations when you on Carlos Correa, Joe. Uh, and and one more thing on Carlos Correa because Andy asked the question is mm. Carlos Correa is a twenty five home run seventy fucking RBI guy like yeah is he worth the money we gave him absolutely not also money is not real also he's the hitter you guys needed yeah you needed I one more hitter and you got him I, 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 he, this you know Andy you said something Andy Ruther you said something in, on Twitter you said you owe Steve Cohen an apology you do to which well to which I will say. Money isn't real. Of course, Carlos Correa isn't worth that money. And of course, signing, of course, giving Carlos Correa $315 million, even though there's some questionable physical fucking condition is absurd. But Steve Cohen is absurd. My issue with Steve Cohen was, why didn't you do this for the fucking two-time Cy Young winner? He also has medical concerns. His money is also not real. What the fuck are we talking about? So, you know, where we drew our line. But the reason is, apparently, apparently, Steve Cohen has the weird Michael Jordan gene where every fucking offseason he's going to pretend he's not making any moves. Let one guy on his roster sign elsewhere and then be like, I'll show you, you motherfucker. And it's like, you know, you could have just signed him. You could just, But OK, cool. If this is your weird motivation, I'm here for it. You're a Bond villain. And, you know, Bond villains are always up to some sort of they always have some sort of weird beef with somebody. That's the reason that they're trying to blow up the entire eastern seaboard. So is DeGrom Horace Grant in this scenario? Yeah. Or BJ Armstrong? Yeah. De, de, no, DeGrom is the weird. Remember, DeGrom's the guy in the last dance that said, like, good game, Mike. <laughs> and and Mike was like, and I took that fucking personally. He was like, oh, he complimented you. You know, good <laughs> game, Mike. Right. And he's like, I'm going to was fucking, the, the weird gonna... security guard that he played quarters with. Yeah. With the, yeah. With the curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And now, and, and now Steve Cohen was like, I'm going to get every player in baseball and you're going to have to eat at fucking the Ikea in the Dallas Fort Worth area because there are no fucking restaurants that aren't fucking Ikea's. Unbelievable. All right. Well, let's let's get through this. Prano. I got I got a winter storm. that's about to hit. I, I got. Well, I just want to say uh, I want to say to all the Dirty Slides fans out there, uh, if you're not all caught up on the Dirty Slides podcast, go listen to that after you're done with this Dirty Sports podcast. And when Laz comes back from France, we will uh, do a, another free agent. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking for new teams. It's not going to be the Mets. It's not going to be the Reds. Seems but, silly. Seems silly um, not to be the Mets. Uh, no, it's too easy to go to the Mets. You know, that's like following your ex-girlfriend around. I mean, that's terrible. Savannah bananas. Gotcha. Oh yeah, for sure. Love the Savannah bananas. 
Maybe, maybe I'm a Blue Jays fan. Maybe I'm a Brewers fan this year. I just want to say that, you know, maybe I'll follow Bochy and be a Ranger fan. I just, I want to say one last thing, and this will be what I think you should go off on last because it's the ultimate baseball comp. But there, you know, George Steinbrenner had, had a, had a plan. And then Steve Cohen took that plan and he, you know, did it on steroids. And some would say that that was a leap. That the, that the the gap between those two, and I will say there was a bridge owner, and Andy Laz owning the Venice Gays is honestly <laughs> the bridge. I've never until Steve Cohen, no one spent money more recklessly on their baseball team, even 1, George Steinbrenner. Than this Andy is why Laz I'm not Andy. against Steve Cohen. This is why <laughs> I'm anti Reds and I'm anti Giants for being cheap. If I could spend more money on my adult league team than you do on your major league team, you know you're a fucking bum. No one in the Venice Gays League pays their players except Andy Lazarus, who pays all of his players. <laughs> I pay all of my players. No matter if you stink. <laughs> all right. All thanks right, for joining us, Laz. Appreciate it, guys. Andy, take a deep breath. I mean, and then, you, and then start talking about football for one hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, you got you. You were like you were just squeezing that baseball time out. You're like, and one more thing, and one more thing, and one more thing. It's all right, but I'll let you have your little, your little day. I really tried to convince Andy Lazarus. I I really I'm I'm going to continue to try. If you guys listen to the Dirty Slides podcast, I'm going to continue to try to make Andy Lazarus realize why he should truly be a Mets fan. Because then Dirty Slides. I mean, it's named after the Dirty Slide that took out Ruben Tejada's leg. I want it to be a Mets podcast. It will be a Mets podcast. I'm going to convince Andy Lazarus to be a Mets fan. Watch. I'll have him. I'll have him buying a fucking Starling Marte Jersey by all-star break. Well, good luck with that. Cause I don't think it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, he'll come back. It's, it's, the, I mean, most of us come back, you know, it's like, it's it it's it's the circle of sports. It's like the circle of life, right? He's not gonna he's not gonna stay down a, a Giants fan for that long. And they're a big market; they'll figure it out. Football? Can we talk about some a little football now? I mean, it, <laughs> listen if you're the if you're a San Francisco Giants fan and you're down right now, you got the Niners. You just got to remember, Brock Purdy. Yeah, man. Mr. Irrelevant is the most relevant. Has anybody ever gone from irrelevant to more relevant than Brock Purdy? Dude, he looks like he's 15. He's Purdy boy. Right? Like, I don't know, man. It's it, it's gonna be I'm excited for the playoffs to kind of see how that plays out. I sent you speaking of crazy NFL stuff. I got I got to find the, the text I sent you and Randy Ruther. Where is it? The one about Kirk Cousins. Do you do you have that offhand? I don't even know which one you're talking about. It was it was from a fan on Twitter and he sent the wildest take of all time. God, I have too many fucking texts. Um, Andy and Randy. Oh, here Andy it is. And Andy here and... it is. Okay. This is, oh, this I got is... it. I got it too. Got it. Okay. Okay. This is one of the best 
tweets ever. This is somebody being dead serious. This is not a troll. This is these are Bengals fans going back and forth with this was all started from a PFF tweet. So pro football focus, pro football focus tweets that Burrow has a 91.8 passer rating, which is the best over the last two years amongst all quarterbacks. So he's first. So then this whole debate goes into whatever back and forth. And somebody says, Trade Burrow for Kirk Cousins and a few first rounds. Your team will not get worse. It might improve. So again, Burrow for Cousins and then some first rounders to actually upgrade the Bengals. Might be the worst tweet I've ever seen as far as sports takes. To which I will reply. And this is why... Baseball, uh, the conversation we just had has it, it correlates not at all to football because Carlos Correa's money is not real. But that is a ludicrous theory. But what is a, a, a real theory that has been put into practice and we can see how it works is trade Kirk Cousins for Case Keenum and 30 more million dollars in cap space and your team will imp- will improve. In fact, when you did the opposite, it did not improve. It got yeah. worse. It got worse. Trade Case Keenum for Kirk Cousins and 30 million less in cap space and your team will literally literally get worse. Sure. The difference between Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers the, the elite quarterbacks in the NFL is they will make your team better to the point where you actually are worth paying them the absurd money that ruins your fucking cap and Correct. figure it out after. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs offense this year is literally number one in everything points per game yards per game yards per attempt yards per rut yards all the fucking things i saw a tweet yesterday 10 fucking offensive tweets tyree kill's gone the the two was almost not gonna have a career till he get tyree kill tyree kill leaves patrick Holmes still the best offense there are elite quarterbacks there are great quarterbacks. Hey, We've by the way, before let me hop in here on that. Here's something even crazier. I just pulled it up. The Chiefs not only have the most points per game this year, as of right now, season's almost over. They're two tenths of a point higher. So last year they averaged 29.4 points a game. This year they're averaging 29.6 points a game. They're actually higher. By a by a small small number, but still, when the when the Vikings have that moment where they say Justin Jefferson is elite with a capital E, a capital I, a capital L, a capital E, a capital L, a capital I, a capital T, and another capital E, we need to pay him. Where are we going to get this money? Just know that that's the team that you have. You need. To pay that guy. 
Because if Kirk Cousins doesn't have his elite receiver, he trash. Joe Burrow, when you got to make that decision about Jamar Chase, you could. You could let him go if you wanted to. You could. You shouldn't, but you could. Well, again, they they, well, they're going to have to. T. Higgins probably won't get to stay. I, I know you're hearing this. And 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 I gotta I gotta laugh about this. I haven't ever said this on air. Randy was like looking to make another bet with me, and this wouldn't be a bet I'd make because I'm just he's like, well, what if we make a bet that T. Higgins takes less money to stay on the Bengals? Because he wants I'm like, I, I don't like I don't know. Maybe he will, like, who knows? But like that's not a bet I want to make. Cause like, you know, he's living in that world that, cause, cause I don't think he would, I don't think most guys are going to take less in the NFL or anywhere. Yeah. For the most part, for the most part. Right. He should have been a pro bowler for the record. I, I, I think, I think, I think he, he should have been one, but not that it matters. The pro bowl to me is such a sham for the record. I know they announced the pro bowl, um, but you know what my and your pro bowl of beers is. The Pro Bowl, the, the, the it's the it's the MVP Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. I wish I, honestly, can we speak to our good friends at Miller Lite, which we were obviously alluding to about getting me a Miller Lite gold jacket? I, sh- I feel like I should be a Miller Lite Hall of Famer. Let's go. A Hall of Fame beer, a Hall of Fame beer drinker. You know, they have these Luke Combs. And they have the uh, they have that rapper, the guy collab. How about a Joe Prano collab? How about Miller Lite gold jacket collabs? Well, I'm rocking the Miller Lite ugly Christmas sweater. You're rock, rocking, rocking the, the the long sleeve tie dye t shirt. The Miller Lite long sleeve tie dye, all available at MillerLite.com. Shop.com. What's the website, Andy? shop.millerlike.com shop.millerlike.com and you know you, we we talked about it yesterday i'm just going to put it out there andy i i went for a, a brief look at the shop.millerlike.com they got a classic gray hoodie i'm just going to need that i'm going to need that miller like gray hoodie well the good news is we have a romper coming our way each of us hell yeah i put in the order for both of us so that should be arriving here in the next week or two. So go check that out at shop.millerlight.com. Guys, Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. Not even 100. Under that, 96. Go to millerlight.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. So you can give the gift of Miller time this holiday season. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I thought of Randy Ruther today when I also, was- in- Also, one more thing on the go, on the Miller Lite, because it's that time of year. And you know, I've talked about it before. We've we've had dirt balls that have always uh, fulfilled my requests. Hey, it's summer. Send me uh, you at a baseball game with your Miller Lite. Hey, it's spring. Send me you on the, hitting the golf course now that the golf courses are back open with your Miller Lite. But I just went last night. I'm out here in the desert. I just went last night. I bought some Miller Lights. 
got got me got me a 12 pack of bottles just for having around the christmas tree just for having to be drinking by an open fire the stockings were hung by the chimney with care and joe prano was drinking a miller light sitting right there like send me your miller lights with your trees with your stockings with your gifts with your fires send it to daddy on all the social media platforms. Yeah. What I was going to say when I was in Kroger today, you know, they got those big Miller light Bengals sections and, and those, those cases of beer say who day on them and they have a tiger. And I just kept picturing Randy Ruther when he flies into town. Like I, I can picture him framing a case or doing something wild in his Bengals lair, whatever he has going on an unopened case of Miller light. Oh man, we're gonna have. There's gonna be in our in our four seats at that Bengals Bills game. Me, Randy, Andy, Jedediah. We're gonna make we're gonna make Andy Ruther hold the Gold Star Chili because us us three who are drinking, we're gonna have we're gonna have two Miller Lights each. Yeah, man, that's gonna be a wild game. Looking forward to it. And I've already had a fair amount of deep dirt balls reach out to me for the tailgate. Hell yeah. We like, we have some people coming in town and I think a lot of people are also obviously turned because it's going to be such an important game. So that should be a lot of fun. I can't wait for that. You know, there's all this talk about Bill's mafia. Then there's talk about the, you know, tiger town or wherever the welcome to the jungle, all the things you're doing. What about us? Not what about us? Just Miller light stands. Can, Can I just get a, can I just get a, cold bath of Miller light. Can I just, I, I, can, can somebody just make a, you know, a, a table out of empty Miller light cans for me to dive through. I've, I've got no rooting interest in this game other than 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. Let's go. Well, they do have a Miller light who day deck at the stadium. So there's an I'm actual so, deck I'm at the so stadium. Excited. You know what called, I am? I'm yeah. rooting for as far as I can tell, I've never been to the the stadium in Buffalo, but I don't think that they're. They, I don't think they have a you know Bills Mafia deck for Miller Lite deck. So that's it. That's all I need to know. There's a Who Day deck. I'm rooting for the Bengals, baby. Randy Ruther, bring me a TJ Hushmanzada jersey and 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 sew a Miller Lite patch on it. Has anybody with the last name Miller or Light played for the Bengals? They've had Millers. I know they have. Did Todd Light, former Notre Dame defensive back, play for the Good Bengals? reference right there. Well, the NFL's sitting pretty financially right now. Big news today. Big news that I'm excited about as a YouTube TV guy. Big news announced this morning in the Wall Street Journal. The... NFL has agreed to a roughly $2 billion a year deal for NFL Sunday ticket. $2 billion a year. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised. $2 billion seems like a steal. I'm surprised Steve Cohen didn't just buy it and make everybody watch SNY. Yeah. So if you do the math on that, I think I did it earlier. I think it's like, Two billion a year. Where is it? I think I wrote it down somewhere. So basically, 
each team now makes like over 60 million a year just off that one deal. So yeah. so now the NFL has over a hundred billion in TV rights out there. A hundred billion. What I like about this is how long is the deal? Two billion a year for how many years? It doesn't say. Let me see. I'm sure it does actually. It, it runs around the same time all the other deals run out. Seven years. Okay. I actually don't think that's that bad, to be honest. Oh, it's in, it's incredibly not that bad. Like for seven years. Yeah. Getting locked in at that rate. Two billion dollars. The Mets payroll will be more than two billion dollars in seven years. What I like is they're just going to do an add-on. What's great? So that's what they do for it. So. For I think fifteen or twenty five bucks a month for for MLB, if you have YouTube TV, you can just watch all the games. And I'm sure they're going to do the same sort of setup. Yeah, for twenty five dollars a month last year, YouTube TV gave a package. You could watch all regular season games for twenty five bucks a month, which I actually think is pretty fair. Yeah. And I and I'm already and I already appreciate whichever dirtball shares their password with. It'll probably just be my brother. That's why I currently have the Sunday ticket app. So shout out to Mikey. Appreciate you, dog. Yeah, I'm big team YouTube TV. You know, I've had it for like four years. The only thing with YouTube TV, the only thing about this is, you know, I'm currently, I currently watch Sunday ticket via streaming. I watch it on a Roku streaming app. Is like with the streaming the 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 delay between live and streaming is just keeps getting wider. Yeah, there is a delay. I mean, Randy Ruther texted me. He's got to stop texting. Yeah, he texted me. You know, forty five seconds before the Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, you know, uh, strip sack touchdown happened in my house. In my house, like, yeah, let's go. I was like, oh god, what happens here? I, I was assuming it was something good. Yeah. No, there's definitely a delay, which is I've seen now with betting being so prominent and also legal in most places. Like they got to figure out. A, I, I saw some things about that. Like, dude, you got to figure out a lag. Somebody could place a bet. Dude, if there's enough of a bet, somebody could place a bet. You know, if there's a 30 second lag. Yeah. I, I think they'll figure it out. But I think it's a good deal all the way around. And uh, I'd like to officially announce the death of DirecTV. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye forever. Like, no, like, that's the end. Like, that's done. So they're losing $500 million a year as is. Right. Yeah, they're done. The, the, I've said this before about DirecTV, but dire the the Sunday ticket to DirecTV is Howard Stern to satellite radio. Correct. Like, the, day, the day he's gone... They're just gonna be like, "Welcome back to Terrestrial Radio and Spotify and the podcast app." We are no longer a, we are no longer a company. Sure, a hundred percent. But the so idea, I mean, we're now at the point where all this stuff is happening digitally, and and all this, and there are people solely for the sake of football, solely solely just for football, who are like, "Oh shit, it's raining. We better get up on the roof and figure out our satellite situation." satellites what is this a dave matthews band song get the fuck out of here my brother 
he had he I guess he canceled it in the last few months. And he said, you can't, and this, this doesn't surprise me because I had it when I had issues with Sunday ticket, it was the same thing. He goes, you can't cancel direct TV online. Like that's not an option. You have to call them. And, and what I assume this is, by the way, this is how so many companies run these days. You can't cancel online. You have to call them. Also, we don't have people who answer the phones. So congratulations. You have direct TV forever, unless you're willing to cancel your credit card. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I'm I'm glad this this is a good move. I was hoping either that or like Apple. I would have preferred. I would I would have for sure preferred Apple, but like this is fine. Yeah, this this will this will be a good move, and uh, you know, Goodell said they're they're trying to tap into the younger generation, which is mostly, I th- I think that's the YouTube TV generation. But dude, there's people who still hold out, man, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners. I was I was kind of getting into it with a couple of my buddies today about that. About what? Like I was like, "Are oh, you guys are on cable?" I was like, "Welcome to 2022, man." Yeah. Like and, and and here's the thing where like cable has such a disadvantage. If you have let's say Spectrum, they charge you for whatever feature if you want to pause something and rewind it. Like that's not a thing on YouTube TV. Oh, you want to rewind something? You want to pause something? I I had YouTube TV for a bit. I don't any longer, but I had it for a bit. Uh, Unlimited DVR. Yeah, because it's all in the cloud. Unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just be like, I don't even know if I'm going to watch this shit ever, but I'm just like, I would just be like, yeah. Like I never watch late night shows anymore. You know? Like I was obviously a Letterman stand back in the day, but I was like, fuck it, you know, record Kimmel and, uh, and, and, uh, who's the dude. I literally don't even know his name. The dude on CBS these days, Stephen Colbert. I was like, just record that every night just because maybe they have a guest I want to see. Not that I will literally ever watch them. Just thousands of hours of Jimmy Kimmel in my YouTube TV DVR. That's what I have right now. Never watched for 60 minutes. There yeah. was a 16. I wanted to see there was there's been two things I wanted to see. There was some recent thing on like I was interested on in this thing about what social media does to your brain. And then there was a Deion Sanders interview. And I looked. Those have somehow happened in the last year. I was like, oh, I have every 60 minutes since last year. Cool. Whatever. And Andy's got 60 minutes going back to Andy Rooney still being on. <laughs> He's like, the problem with this new Twitter is it's just su- not enough characters, 140 characters. What am I supposed to? There's more characters than I even need. You got a call about social media. I'm a player right now. Great. Can't somebody, wait. Somebody called you about social media. This is I from. Can't, I can't wait. This is from, this is from last week. Okay. What up, boys? It's Tyler, Arizona Dirtball, and uh, up, the official cousin of Randy Ruther. <laughs> I'm currently scrolling through Instagram, and I see Prano going on a rant right now against social media, currently trashing Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. I think there's only one social media left for Joe to try out. Correct. That's the official social media of a certain former president, Truth social oh my god i'm not on true social nor do i know anybody on truth i think it's uh 
Dr. Prano to give one last go for social media. Give us a full review of Truth, Joe. Let's see how let's see how you like it. See if uh if Trump's onto something here, or if it's just as trash as the rest of them. Condoms are and will forever be for Cliff Kingsbury and Cardinals general manager Steve Kime. Like I forget that there's a Truth Social. Yeah. Right. Like like. Like I've never seen it or I've seen screenshots. It's just Twitter, but it's first of all, the fact that he called it truth is the funniest thing ever. Like, like there is a thing out there that basically just diehard Trump people are on. I think I lost Prano. Dude, I, you brought up truth social, Prano's gone. He's just stuck. He's no. pixelated. He seems a little I, back. I can hear you. You hear me? Kind of, but you're really pixelated. Yeah, you uh the Tyler call I it paused and then all of a sudden it happened in fast forward. So I heard I was you to try to um so I can hear I, you now, but your okay. your the picture is awful. Well, that's because I uh I I paused my camera because I took my shirt off. I'm flexing at the idea of getting on truth social. I'm shirtless doing the Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I did. I went on a rant because yeah, tell me about every, this rant. I didn't see that. Well, it's just essentially that that literally all the social media platforms simultaneously. I mean, first of all, let me just say this: the, the despicable state of humanity. Ah, oh, we're losing you again. I want to hear this. Is that? I, I'm losing you. <clears throat> you let you you let me know when I'm back in back. Okay. You you Am I do, back? Am I back? You might be. Am the, I back, Andy? The the picture is just. See. Well, fuck the, the picture. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit for YouTube? Can you hear me? I can hear you right now. Okay, and I'm coming in clear because this is all. Let's be honest. It's all for the, the listeners anyway. You are, and then it just will cut out at times. Okay, I feel like we're better God now. Damn it. Um, okay. Well, go ahead, Andy. You ask me a question and I'll answer it. So okay. I know that we're all together here. What I was going to say is I, I think, yeah, th there's, there's major problems with all socials now. And I think just from, look, I'm, a, I'm, just, a, I'm just a dude, right? So what do I know? I think but you're the of, king of all social media. Can you no, no, do something about this? I think all of them have just let's take the last 10 years. All of them have tried too hard to just mess with every whatever it is content moderation to algorithm to, you know, TikTok becomes a thing. So then Instagram says, oh, all we care about is videos. So we're only going to push videos now. We don't care about pictures. And then people are like, yo, but I went on Instagram for pictures. And then, you know, each thing has like, just stick with what you were good at. Like that, that's my piece of it. Well, the, the, the bottom line and what I was saying before I cut out is despicable place these days where your, your social media following is essentially all that matters. You could be somebody with absolutely no act with absolutely no 
ability to perform in front of a crowd with absolutely none of the comedy chops that I have, you know, cultivated over 20 years of doing stand up comedy. If, you know, you you shit in your blender and you drink it and you have two million followers, you can now go on a stand up comedy tour. So it's the most horrible of all professions. My advice to anybody thinking about doing stand up comedy is absolutely don't. It's it's turned into a cesspool where it's it's the only it's the only profession where people do it because they got famous doing something else and they can't do that anymore. They're like, I used to be a wrestler, so now I'll do stand up. I used to be on Entourage, so now I'll do stand up. I used to be on fucking Saved by, by the Bell, so now I guess I do stand up. It's horrible. But the bottom line is, I wouldn't be on any social media at all. I I avoided Facebook for 10 years after everybody I know is on Facebook. I wouldn't be on social media at all if it weren't for the fact that you need a social media following to exist in stand-up comedy today. But each and every one of the platforms, whether it be, you know, Elon Musk currently, you know, dive bombing Twitter or, you know, TikTok's algorithm and people being able to essentially throttle your viewership if they don't like what you're saying and 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 you know instagram essentially being a tiktok knockoff did you do you hate tiktok but just want to see things from tiktok from two weeks ago join instagram uh do you want to hear your mom ranting about how you know january 6th was definitely done by antifa join Facebook. It's like they're all just cesspools of nonsense and I wouldn't be on any of them. And there was just last week I was simultaneously being, you know, I was simultaneously essentially under attack by each social media at once. And I was just like, I've had enough of all this. And I just want everybody to know I wouldn't be on any of them if I fucking didn't have to be. Well, look, the, the, also, follow me at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. I mean, the science behind it, like, it doesn't lie. Like, like, I don't care what anybody wants to say. Every single study. Dude, it says it does more harm than good. Like, like, but, but, you know, it sucks because literally dirty sports doesn't exist without social media. Like, like. I don't have a living without social media. So, so I get it. So it's, so it's like, I like it, it just sucks. Cause like I said, overall, it doesn't benefit your mental health or yeah. anyone's horrific we're, 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 for your mental health. It's horrific. And, and there's just, you, you know, I always tell people, you got to learn how to take it in doses. And like one of my brothers got off Facebook. He was never on the other ones. He talks about that. He's like, dude, you know how much my life improved? He got off like two years ago. He's like, I just got off just ended Facebook. And he talks about that. He's like, dude, it literally made my life better. And he wasn't one of those always on it, but he was sick of the same stuff we always see on those apps. And it's, it's just, I think people feel, and we've all been there, like, like we can't get off them at times, but I don't know, man. I've, I've said this and I've debated this forever. If we over, if we look at the overall, like there's good things that can happen from these things, but I would say it's overall done more harm than good. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I mean, I think the, the thing is with, you know, Facebook, like I've never, I, I just don't, I just don't even go on it, but 
And maybe I should because at least that's people I somewhat supposedly am no. supposed to kind of know. I've I've never been on any sort of Facebook group ever or Facebook fan page or anything. I've never I've never been on Facebook and seen strangers talking about things. <clears throat> but unfortunately on TikTok and on Twitter and on Instagram, you know, you you post these things because you want to get, you know, more followers, whether it be for your business or your stand up comedy career or whatever. And it's just the people that like they, I, I really, you know, the sad thing about your boy and I'm going to call him your boy, Elon Musk, uh, is like it was the the when he came in and he was like, I'm going to change verification. It was right there. It was just like we complain about, you know, Major League Baseball. Like the answer was so obvious, so obvious make verify real people and try to get faceless trolls off of Twitter. That it was so obvious instead of you can be a faceless troll. Just give me $8 for it. And the, the answer is we need to do something about there's so much poison that's put out. I mean, go on any story about Carlos Correa. There are faceless Braves fan underneath calling the Mets a poverty franchise. There's a, the Mets could be called a lot of things, but it's not poverty. It's not a poverty franchise. You guys can't afford to keep Dansby Swanson. If the Cubs hadn't swooped in, we would have fucking taken them just to show you. We don't give a fuck about you or our money. It's like the, the fact that people exist just to say shit. That's factually fucking absurd. Isn't it? But see like that to me, that doesn't bother me. Like, like if I, I would do a lot of things completely different than Elon Musk. Like, like I I am to the point and then we'll, we'll get to the NFL. Like I'm to the point, like I, I would literally would not censor anything. And I know that's not a, a popular take. I would censor nothing, nothing. People want to th- make false claims, say offensive stuff, have at it. Pornography. Right. I, I'm actually, I'm actually of the same. I'm actually of the same opinion you are, Andy. You want to say the N word? Say the N word. Also, put your name on it. Verify it with your license. Oh, you want to? Oh, you want to spew hate anonymously? Oh, no, no, no. That's not me. You, you want to put porn on your Twitter? Cool. Show Let your, your school where you teach know that you're doing yeah. it. And I'm, I'm, I'm all I'm, for I'm, that. I'm fine with that too. I, I think that's. That's a, the that's problem a, is Twitter is full of people that want to say the N word and hide from it. Well, I think I think a lot of those places are, and I I just think, like, at the end of the day, especially when it comes to like the it's, it's ironic. It's the irony is is Trump starting something called Truth Social. Obviously, that's the irony. It's been the irony since day one. It's like this guy's going to start something called any politician starting anything called Truth Social. Will make and me everybody laugh. who went over to Truth Social was somebody whose name on Twitter was John three five nine four two seven eight, which I can guarantee you is not on their birth certificate. You're not even truthful with who you fucking are. Yeah, with an American flag in the bio. But yeah, and wrap around sunglasses in your avatar. But I I just like I don't know. Like people people think that's cr- like I don't know. What w- what bothers me is whether it's YouTube or Twitter or like as far as the truth thing. And I and I and I'm and I'm on this hill. I've been on this hill for years. And then and then well, you can move on. Like I dude, let people say what they want to say. Why is it anyone's job to tell me what is and isn't true? And I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, and that's fine. 
but I just don't think it's anyone's job. If you want to watch YouTube videos all day long about something and believe that the earth is flat, dude, that's your prerogative. Cool. I don't really care. They should allow those videos, in my opinion. Like, like who is it? Who is it hurting? Like, here's my thing on all these companies. At the end of the day, we just talked about YouTube TV, right? Owned by Google. And we're talking about YouTube, same company. The idea that like YouTube is out there to like benefits us, dude, you guys are making billions of dollars. I, I just don't think you really care about the overall benefit. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm calling bullshit and that's fine. I don't care. What I'm most concerned now about personally is that I'm only up three points on you. Yeah, you should be. There's three weeks I mean, left. We've how many years have we done? Like you've gained we, three points in the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. This is. Would you say that this is by far the most of all the years we've done it? This is the most typical way it goes. You get out to a start, I close, and then it comes down to the last few weeks. And it's just, am I going to jump you or am I not going to jump you? Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Every year. Every year. Yeah. So here we are, Joe. Here we are. And it's going to be a fun week because we have most of the games are on Saturday since Christmas is on Sunday. But then you also still have three games on Saturday. On Sunday. I'm sorry, on Sunday. Correct. Then your Monday. I mean, I mean, look at the NFL. We're gonna hit you with Thursday. We're gonna hit you with Saturday. We're gonna hit you with Sunday. We're gonna hit you with Monday. Classic NFL. So tonight is Jags Jets. The Jags are one game out of making the playoffs in their division. I mean, you talk about you talk about I'm only three points down. I could be only two points down if I had just even just taken the Jags last week, you know, I, I that was for, I literally said, I don't understand it. Make it make sense to me because I believed in the Jags. Um, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence has proved everybody who jumped off his bandwagon early in his rookie year under, you know, urban Meyer uh, wrong. He's been incredible especially in the last month he you know i think since thanksgiving he's been elite um all the people all the scouts who said this is a once in a lifetime he's got all the intangibles he's proving it right yeah the jags are right there and now and now the titans look like they're without Tannehill the rest of the year they are and they lost the titans lost the jags earlier or i don't know if they've already played twice i'm not sure but now I'll, I'll say this. Let me say this. We'll, we'll go to the. We'll get to back to Jags Jets. It's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be a fun game. We'll get back to it. But since I just brought up the Tanhill thing, I was I was trying to find some clips that I could share with somebody from you know about us talking football, and I went back to our preview show, and boy was I high on Malik Willis coming in and taking over this Titans team at some point during the year, and. By God, it made me cringe because of how bad he looked when he did come in for Tannehill. I mean, he looked awful. But here's my chance for redemption. The Malik Willis redemption run. He gets to take in, take over for Tannehill. It looks like, 
it looks like all the things that we know are, man, the Jags probably keep surging and the Malik Willis entering the picture enters the chat for Titans might be their undoing. But I think I call the Malik Willis upset game in the playoffs. I think I believe I called that said, watch out if you're one of those teams that everybody thinks is going to the Super Bowl, like the Bills. I like a Malik Willis upset game. Ooh, cringy, but, but, but mm, is it going to happen? This is a tough game to pick. To get back to so these Jets tags. I'm going to let you go first since you just said that, and then we'll start there. Okay. The Jets are currently two and a half point favorites. They're at home. We all know the Jets have a good D. They also have Zach Wilson. It's like, two and a half. It's not three. It's not three and a half. To me, this is who do you think is going to win when it's two and a half? Sure. Because I think it's a field goal game. I do. Maybe you disagree. I think it's a field goal game. So I'm saying who's going to win? If the Jags win, they have made that leap, in my opinion. Like if they win on the road Thursday night, it's going to be a mess, not good weather conditions. And they're like really making that leap. I'm so hung up on Zach Wilson, like in a bad way that right. he's the quarterback. I mean, the, the thing with this Thursday night game is obviously, you know, like we always say, I mean, they, the, the Jets have a great D. It's going to be a sloppy game. It's always a sloppy game. You know, it's just can can the Jets win sloppy with Zach Wilson and the Jags aren't going to be as good as the Jags have been the last couple of weeks because it's a short week because it's bad weather. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it is who's going to win and where the game's being played. And I'm not going to walk you through it. So I'm going to have to let you pick your own. So the Jets have lost four of their last five. Conversely, the Jags have won three of their last four. The Jags are putting up points. You know, in those three wins, the Lions loss was an outlier, but in those three wins, 28, 36, and 40 points. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they're putting up points. But, like you said, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen uh, against this D. This is a kind of a coin flip for me. God, I don't want to pick the Jets, but but I just, you know, a road game. I'm going to pick the Jets, even though I don't want to. I, I just, this is my thought process. As much as I hate Zach Wilson, I just think Robert, I think he's a real, I think he's a great defensive coach. I just think he'll be able to, keep them in check now Honestly, i i think it's a i think it's a coin flip game as well i i don't i don't hate that pick of the jets you know the the thing for me is last week the cowboys game the cowboys jags game seems such like such an obvious uh jags pick and and i said i said that I said that's precisely why I'm going with the Cowboys because when I when I when I feel too strong about something, sometimes it's flips me the whole other way. I can see the Jags winning this game, 
but it, it certainly isn't how I felt about the Cowboys game. Like, oh, it's so obvious. The Jet, like, yeah. But to me, it's as simple as like, I honestly think that this game is going to be short week. It's going to be so sloppy. And then you have Zach Wilson. I just, I could see the Jets putting up three points or six points or 10 points. I'm going to go with Jags to straight up win the game. Wow. Yeah, I could too. I really could. So I just pulled up prize picks. Here is a play that I would like tonight. Trevor Lawrence, more or less 11 and a half rushing yards. I know he's battling a toe injury. I'm going to say more. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you saw, I I hit, I hit on Monday. I hit on Monday. I know you did. I know you did. I hit on the field goals. I hit on the Aaron Jones touchdown. I've hit on my last two that I've posted. So I like that. If you haven't downloaded prize picks, download that today, guys. Play daily fantasy sports with us. Make sure you use promo code DIRTY when you sign up on the prize pick app. Once again, all first-time users that deposit and use promo DIRTY will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. God, do I hate this pick. I really hate this pick. And I'm going to hate if I lose a point off the bat and go right back to only up two. I don't know why I picked the Jacks. Or I mean the Jets. You, you picked the Jets. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I just, I just, I just, I just, it, again, it's not that it just keep thinking of Zach Wilson. Anyway, I can't wilt under pressure. Let's move on. <laughs> Bills, Bears. When when you go first and I want you to go a certain way, I do everything I can to shove you in that direction without making it too up obvious and then making you back off and i feel like I, I feel like that one was played to perfection if you guys if you're a dirty sports fan if you're a longtime dirty sports fan you really you know thrive or, or enjoy um you know the dynamic just between me and andy ruther uh, hit hit four times back on your, your uh rewind button here and and listen to the just the the mental strategy i just played just ever so casually leading in to the jets i held his hand i took him over by the water i i i I didn't i didn't try to make the the horse drink i was just like oh this water is delicious if i was a horse i would drink it and i kept saying i don't like zach wilson this i just oh this is zach wilson zach wilson and i still know what i do in those situations is i like to agree with you because i don't want you i don't want you to i go yeah i know it's great it's like it's a but if I jump in too hard, then it's like I've talked you into my side. But that was the first. I mean, we're one for one on fucking the mental games. And guess what? You'll probably hit on the Jets tonight and it'll all work out for you. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Bills, Bears in Chicago. The Bills are eight point favorites. Well, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I, rode, the, the, I rode the Bears last week. I thought that it was a it was a, a perfect situation for uh, an Eagles team to for me to gain a point on an Eagles team that has, has burned me consistently. I said, yeah, saw it two weeks ago. You got Eagles a bullshit late. Dude, this. that was a bullshit late touchdown. You love to see it. I saw I saw it two weeks ago. I picked up a point on you picking the Eagles to smoke my Giants. And then I picked up another point on you saying next week they'll come back in a game that means far less to them than a division game and they'll let the bears hang around 
And uh, the other thing, well, we'll talk about that when we talk about the Eagles later on. But to me, the difference, this is the difference between the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals and the teams that are com- competitive from the NFC. The Bills ain't fucking around with the The Bills are going to, it's a two touchdown Bills over Bears. The, you know, they're, I, I think they win. I think they cover. It was nine for the Eagles. It's eight for the Bills. I love this Bills team in this game. Yeah, I agree. Hate that it's in hate that it's in Chicago on the shitty Chicago field and all that, but I'm going to take the Bills. No, I agree for for those reasons as well. I just this is not I, it's not the time of year it's not the time of year for Super Bowl contenders to let the Bears hang around. Yeah, no, I agree. So we're both going to go with the Bills. Okay, Saints Browns. This is in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson is two and one as a starter. Hasn't played well though, but Browns D looked tough last week. I think they gave up what three points. Browns were three point favorites at home against the Saints. I just think the Browns D is too good. I just think that the Dalton or whoever's playing quarterback, Taysom Hill, not Jameis Winston. Just, they're just not able to score enough points. I'm going to go Browns winning cover. I think this game will be right there. I think this game will be right around a three-point game. But again, unless we're talking about three and a half or four points, to me, obviously three is that that actual, you know, Mendoza line. We're not talking about this two-and-a-half-point Jets game. We're not talking about the three-and-a-half. Three is that line, but three is where you're sealing out on who's winning this game. If it's three or less, I'm really looking at who's winning this game. And to me, I think the Browns are winning this game at home. Um, I just think the this NFC South, everybody's like the Bengal, the uh, the Saints are within a game, the Falcons are within a game. It's like I've I've already penciled the Bucks into the playoffs. As bad as the Bucks have been, it's just like I just don't see any of these teams figuring yeah. it out to to overtake them. I agree. All right, we're both going to take the Browns there. We just talked about your boy Malik Willis. He's getting the start at home, and he's a favorite against the one and twelve Texans. And what is the spread on this game? Three points. It's a tough one. Let I me. Mean, tell you, I mean, well, it is. Let me, let me let, let, guys. Let, let me just look tell at you, the Texans, right? Let me just tell spoiler. you exactly what's going to happen here. Okay. I'm going to take the Titans to win and cover because uh, insanely in an NFL preview show, uh, I liked Malik Willis. He came in. He was a disaster. I get burned by the Texans no matter what happens, except for last week. Andy has has been riding the Davis Mills train the whole fucking year until last week. So I'm 100% taking the Titans out of just insanity. And now it's just a question of whether or not Andy picks up a game on the Texans or just goes, I'm going to hold the ball and not because the Texans are probably going to get their second win of the year here, but I'm taking the fucking Titans. No, no. See, I'm not, this isn't holding the ball. I was curious what you would take. I was like, regardless of what Joe does, I'm taking it. I think think this is what I'm thinking. 
They're just going to say. I'm kind of fine with you doing this. because They're just going to give Derrick Henry the ball. They're going to say, guys, if we can't. It, boy, it comes down to this. If we can't beat. Mike Vrabel's probably going to say this to his team. Guys, if we can't beat the 112-1 and one Texans, we don't belong in the playoffs. And by beat, we should beat them by more than three points. At least three points for a push here. Dirt balls, if you want, if you want to, if you want to get more into the mental side of this game, go back 30 seconds and listen to how I kind of overdid it. I knew I was overdoing it. I was trying to talk Andy into the Texans, but I kind of knew I was overdoing it. But also, I was okay if he didn't take the Texans. But he did. He didn't bite. He took the fuck. You're you're acting like you're Phil Jackson over here with these mental games. All right, so we both play. But here's the thing: I can only really play mental games when it's you know my pick first. True. All right. Seahawks chiefs. Now the Seahawks are also in a tailspin. Their D is looking terrible. The chiefs have been a little sus the last couple weeks. The chiefs are 10 point favorites at home at home. Okay. It's a big spread. It is. It's right there. It's right there is like the, the line that's, you know, that's tough because it's not that 14-point Chiefs line. It's not that 12-point Chiefs line. It's that 10-point, but it's not. Dude, if this was, I'll say this. If it was six and a half, I'd be all over the fucking Chiefs. If it was seven, I'd be all over the Chiefs. Seven, seven eight, nine, ten. I mean, we're talking about, I don't even know. I'm not, well, I'm not listen, I'm, I'm actually going to stop right now and just like let you make a decision. So this line hasn't moved. This line opened at 10. It's stuck at 10. I haven't had a good feel for for the Seahawks picking the spread. By the way, both teams, Joe, awful on the spread this year. Not awful, but not good. Right. Seahawks six and eight. Chiefs are five and nine against the spread. I'd love to see. How, I bet you. I bet you the Seahawks were six. I bet you five of their six were in the first seven weeks of the season or something like that. You're probably right. This is what I think. I think, you know, I thought the Chiefs would turn it around last week. They didn't after giving up all those points to the Broncos the week before. I keep saying, when are they going to turn it around? They They have to have a game where they just blow somebody out. And I'm going to bank on this game. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I don't love it, but I think this is a game where they're like, all right, dude, Geno Smith, you can't keep up with us. And he, and he, and his play has really gone down. I don't think that the Chiefs blow out the Seahawks, and I don't think it's a three-touchdown game. But the bottom line is 10 is right around where it is, but what's going to make me take the Chiefs is that it's an arrowhead. Yeah, and it's in It's an arrowhead, and it's in late December. Yeah, I agree. All right. Yeah, boys. Love this matchup. Travel to Minneapolis to face Kirk Cousins. The Vikings are four-point favorites. I do have a call I'd like to play for you about Saquon Barkley. Okay. What up, guys? This is TK from Minnesota calling. And uh, I just had a question here for Joe regarding the Giants. Hearing you go off, say you wouldn't. I mean, if Jones will sign, Daniel Jones will sign up for 18 mil a year, that you're all on board for that. But I guess my question here was, 
Um, what do you do with Saquon? Isn't Saquon due this offseason to get paid? Um, you could franchise tag him, I guess, but you might have to franchise tag Jones. And I think Dable's a good enough coach where you could really plug any running back in there, even though he's been great this year. I don't know. I just I know you're a big on the cap stuff and don't want to go in the cap hell and you got to distribute the money. So I was curious to what you thought about Saquon here coming up. Uh, thanks. Well, um, so this is a great question and it's something I've thought about a lot and I'll say this. I do not think that the giants should franchise Daniel Jones. I, I don't think that the move, if you're the giants is to have a year where you evaluate Daniel Jones again while making him a top five paid quarterback, even if it's just for one season. Because I just think that if I what I said and the caller brought up is to me, the way you handle Daniel Jones is either if you're Brian Dable and you know, a, a GM that he has a great relationship, great working relationship with is either you guys decide we move on from Jones right now or we pay Jones some sort of money that we're OK with being wrong about. And you like I said, 18, like we have quarterbacks now that are getting in the 40 million dollar range. So give him some money that makes, you know, if, like I said, if you give him five years at $18 million or something, like that, if you pay Daniel Jones $90 million and you only guarantee whatever it is, you know, whatever amount of that, you only guarantee it. And then you can walk away halfway through that deal. Daniel Jones is also getting generational wealth. You know what I mean? Like if you guarantee, like you get for $40 million, you get generational wealth. And obviously, you know, you can go out and you can get probably more money somewhere. But it's like, can you if you're Daniel Jones? I don't know. So my thing is, I don't think you franchise Daniel Jones. I'm way more um, OK franchising Saquon Barkley. But also, I think the question is, again, that that like the caller said, you could probably win with any running back. But here's what we saw. At the end of that game, when Saquon Barkley is healthy and he was healthy to start the year when the Giants got off to their hot start and he's been healthy. He was obviously healthier last week. He's a different kind of back. He put that game away last week. He iced that game. He was he was he was stuck on the spin move button like he was playing Madden and he iced that game. So I do think that Saquon Barkley deserves to be paid by the New York Giants. But I think where Dable and, you know, the front office need to make a decision is you need to approach Saquon Barkley and say, hey, look at what happened to Christian McCaffrey. He's already gone. Look what happened to Todd Gurley. He's out of the league. Look what happened to all these guys. Like the days of you getting a hundred million dollar deal as a running back are over what what are you hoping to do here you're hoping to get some lump sum from us up front and then have to have us trade you to some contender in two years like christian mccaffrey and eat a bunch of like sign up for like 
I think that I think the Giants strategy with Saquon Barkley needs to be the team that sets the tone for what elite running backs deserve to get paid because we've lost we lost the plot there with Zeke and Gurley and McCaffrey. And I think the Giants need to come to the table with Saquon Barkley and say, here's the deal. We are going to pay you what elite running back should be paid. But just so you know, it's not $20 million a year anymore. Yeah. Well, no, not even close. I mean, you know my theory on paying running backs. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you what, Todd Gurley is the poster child, way more than Zeke. Yo, he's 28. Todd Gurley is only 28 years old. He has not played in the NFL since 2020. Like, I know there was some serious injury stuff, and I feel a lot of it was hidden still. But to see what he got paid after, he was back-to-back first-team All-Pro, right? So back-to-back years, they're saying he's the best running back in the NFL, 2017-2018. He didn't play in the league for two years now. But we went through it. We went through an era of the NFL where they everybody's like, we're not paying running backs. We went through sure. that era. Then we came back to, oh, we're going to pay the Gurleys and the Zeeks and the McCaffreys. And then everybody was like, see, man, this doesn't work out. Don't pay a running back. And I think that there's a middle ground that the Giants should be the team to explore. We have an elite running back when he's healthy. But it's insane for us to pay you a ton of money, whether you're good or healthy or not. We can't the value that we would get by paying some guy a fifth of what you get sure for for half of the production saves us all this. So I think the market's been reset a couple of times. We didn't pay running backs, then we paid running backs too much. I think the Giants need to be the team that says we have an elite running back. We're going to pay you what you're actually worth, but it's we can't do these deals anymore. Yeah. But we don't want to be the t- we don't want to be a team that punts on Saquon Barkley because quote unquote running back deals don't work. Why don't you do what you should do? Because his take agent, your actual value. He, but he won't because his agent's gonna say you're worth more. And then where's he gonna go get it? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't think teams you're right. I don't think teams will pay that for a top running back nowadays. So you're up here. And I know I and, and I know and by the way, I know there's um I know there we're we're sort of past the days of saying, "Oh, go to L.A., go to New York, go to Chicago. You can make all that money up in like advertisements and shit like that." Because the world is global now, and you could be Baker Mayfield and be making commercials in Cleveland. But I honestly, I still think that there is, if you're a smart team and you're a smart agent, there is value being the star of the New York Giants over being the star like you know, the Cleveland Browns. Sure. So what do you think here? Four point faves Vikings. So my thought on this game is that unfortunately, I think that this game could be, this game is going to go one of two ways. The giants are going to be in this game to win it, or they're going to come off of a huge divisional win, go to Minnesota and get their ass kicked. It's kind of crazy because the spread could be three and a half. The spread could be four. The spread could be five. The spread could go up to basically six and a half. And I'm going to have the same attitude as this is like, I just don't know if the giants can stay within a touchdown. Um, 
but also I think that they have a chance to win this game. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, it kills me because I think it might end up costing me a point, but I'm going to ride this. Kirk Cousins stinks against the blitz. We blitz more than every team. Let's fucking go. I'll take the Giants to cover. You know, when we first started this conversation, I was. You say you're taking the Giants? Yes. I was going to take the Giants hands down when we first started. I just don't think they can score enough with the Vikings. Even though the Vikings defense is trash. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to ride with Captain Kirk and the Vikings to win and cover. I'll tell you what, my, my, the, 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 a perfect scenario here, by the way, and and we've seen it before with the Giants playing the you know the Patriots close in a in a late season game and then go, having a chance against them in the Super Bowl. But a a perfect scenario here, because I had a friend text me the other day and he says he says he's a he's a San Francisco fan, and he said if the Correa thing happens, well it was after the Correa thing. He's like with with what happened to the Correa, if the Giants Giants somehow are a seven seed and beat the San Francisco 49ers as a two seed in the first round of the playoffs. He's like, I won't be able to hang out with you for like a year. And I told, and what I told him is this, the giants will get their absolute fucking shit pushed in by the 49ers. The giants cannot play the, the pass rush of the 49ers will decimate the New York giants. Yeah, I agree. The giants, the giants hope if if you want a blueprint for the Giants making a little having a little playoff action, win in Minnesota this week, drop Minnesota to the three seed, get yourself locked in at the six seed, get Minnesota in the first round, and fucking do it again. The Giants so will get murdered by the Niners. So you're going Giants and I'm going Vikings. Yeah. And I hate it. But I'm also I've also dug a grave with Kirk Cousins, and I'm gonna fucking sleep in it. Blitz the fuck out of him. Giants are ten and four against the spread this year. Yeah. All right. Next one I think is Blitz very... the fuck out of that anti-vaxxer super church fucking dork. Next spread is very accurate in my opinion as well. A lot of these spreads I'm like, dude, this is exactly where I would put it. Bengals Patriots. It's in New England. Bengals are three-point favorites. The Bengals are 11-3 and three against the spread this year. So I'm up first. This is for sure quote-unquote trap game. I thought last week was too. The thought of like the, the Patriots under Bill Belichick coming out again, you're like, how many times did they do this? I, dude, I just, he just, they're not that team. And, and I think the Bengals have won in so many different ways. Right, like they've been up big, they've been down big, they've been in, you know, grinded out games. They've been missing a lot of their key. Like they've won in every which way, which I think in the long run helps them. I think the Bengals win by three. I think this spread is pretty much perfect. With that being said, I'll take the Bengals. I have a good feeling this game might push. Yeah, I, I to me it's again I I know it's in Foxborough, but I mean we're, we're talking about a Bengals team here that's going into Arrowhead and going into places that are fucking tough to play. 
Um, you know, the the only thing that scares me about this game is how that Patriots game ended. Like such a debacle and to, and any other team uh you'd be like, well, this is going to be a landslide following that and it's almost like I almost have faith in the Belichick bounce back after such For a sure. debacle. But um yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm I, I don't believe in it enough. I I believe that this uh Bengals team. I I actually think your concern about the Bengals team is warranted. Like I think the Bengals could potentially run the team. That scares me for Bengals fans because run the I table. You know, you, you cut you out. Win four, yeah, run the table, and I think that's scary for Bengals fans. Well, that it's no, like, that was I don't, my point. I don't think remember? You, 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 what you, I know, I know, and I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't normally win. agree with Andy Ruther on a lot of things, but I don't see the Bengals winning 15 straight games or whatever to win the fucking Super Bowl. So unfortunately, I think the Bengals win out and I don't know that that's good for them come playoff time. I think the Bengals win and cover. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's one of those weird things. If they want out again, they're nine games. Now there's a good chance they could have a number one seed. At, at wor- If they want out at worst, they'd have a number two seed at worst. If they want out, which, which isn't a bad spot. You made the great point last episode, which I liked of saying between the Bengals, Bills and Chiefs, you don't want to have to face two of them. Like that's going to be tough to get to the Super Bowl. That, that'll be real tough. So whoever that is, you don't want to have to face the two of them. Okay. We're both going to go with the, the Bengals, the cover. Next up, we have Lions Panthers. I'm going to play a call before we get to that. 310-359-8365. Reminder, that's our hotline. We have a call from diehard Lions fan. The artist formerly known as Fat Jason Kidd. Now I believe we, we call him Cat Jason Kidd. Meow. Hey, Joan Andy, it's Fat Jason Kidd calling in to talk a little bit of Lions. So, Wait, did he go back to Fat Jason Kidd? Did, did he change his identity again? Okay, so I guess he's <laughs> I guess he's now Fat Jason Kidd again, no longer Cat Jason Kidd. Okay. I think it's really been interesting, like, the entire time we talk about, like, if we just go, like, 8 and 9 or something, it's a ruined season. So I think a lot of what we're forgetting is that we also have that high Rams pick, so the Rams are doing our tanking for us. So realistically, like even if the Rams pick ends up being four and you're going to tell me quarterbacks go one and two, you have the draft ammunition from like if you have like four and 16 or four and 20 to to move up and draft at, num- at uh, number two if you really wanted to or if that team's willing to trade. So I think that that's a little bit of an overrated argument. That being said, I know I told Joe that I'm out on Dan Campbell. I'm not sure that I'm in on Dan Campbell. I'm in on the offensive coordinator. And if that means that we have to bring Dan Campbell back, I guess that's fine. But as far as the quarterback goes, I mean, Jared Goff's going to be fine for another season if you don't see anybody that you like, but you really should be maneuvering yourself to draft your quarterback of the future. So despite what he's shown me, Jared Goff is not it. Actually, I don't like this call. I'll call back and leave another one if I like it. Don't play this one. <laughs> No, well, to, no, no, I actually liked your call. I, I don't think it was lame. I think you, I think he made a good point. I didn't well, realize I think, that. I, I th- like, I think like, he, he, here's the thing. And I've heard this from a lot of people. It, it, I, 
no one saying eight and nine and missing the playoffs is an absolute fucking debacle because and and it really isn't tied as much to your draft pick because yeah you get that Rams pick as much as I what I think what I think when if you're a Lions fan or if you're a Lions exec or if you're a Lions GM or whatever is nine and eight and eight and nine really aren't that different and you think oh, we went eight, nine. We almost made the playoffs. We're building something. What I think is sad is that at eight and nine, you're probably tying yourself to Campbell and Goff, but you're, you're not getting the benefit of actually being like, we are a playoff team. And to me, this is just me personally. You can, you, Lions fans, I know that you're insane. I know that you're unrealistic. I know that you support despite the fact that this franchise shits in and around your mouth like it's a fucking litter box. You guys keep coming back. I don't believe, me personally, I don't believe Campbell and Goff is the way to build the future of this franchise. But I believe that at eight and nine, you guys don't get the, the benefit of making the playoffs and you believe in them. Well, I, th- I think you're, I think you're leaning towards Campbell. I can just tell that Jason kid, cat Jason kid with your call. Like, I mean, look, he's got a great personality. Like how, like he's li- like, he's a caricature, like I've said, which makes him likable. I get it. But lo- you got to think long term. He, he, here's what I'll say about Campbell. If you have a franchise quarterback, maybe he works, right? Because I think I think when you have a franchise quarterback, it can hide a lot of bad coaching. It just can, to a but certain, he, he, you to know, a we're, certain ta- we're also talking about eight and nine, nine and eight, eight, whatever, all these things, right? So right now they're seven and seven. They're favorite, and that's what we're about to get to. And you're up first. They're favorite. Right, but this what, week. what I'm saying is to me, this is as an outsider. And I and here's just something, here's something. Let me just let me just tackle something that's been I've been accused of. Oh, Prano's bias. Prano's bias about this, Prano's bias about that. Every fucking thing Prano says is about dude. I have no reason to hate the fucking Lions. I don't give a shit about your franchise. I don't give a shit about the Vikings. I hate Kirk Cousins because I watch Kirk Cousins with my fucking eyeballs, and I can't believe other people watch Kirk Cousins with their eyeballs and think he's fucking good. I I have no what is my bias against Minnesota? I don't give a fuck about Minnesota. I don't give a fuck about Detroit. I don't even think about you. Okay, so there's no bias to me as an unbiased watcher of the Detroit Lions franchise. If you don't run the table, go ten and seven and make the playoffs. What are we even fucking talking about? Now, if you go, if you run the table and you go 10 and seven and you want to sell me on Goff Campbell, I'm listening. But if you don't, I'm not listening. Then I'm just like, do whatever the fuck you want. You're the Lions. You're going to do it anyway. I look forward to whoever's great on your team retiring in three years. Well, they're two and a half point favorites in Charlotte against the Panthers. You're up first. What, what are you taking here? I know who I'm taking. It's tough, man. I, so I'm in a pick league, and I picked the 
Panthers to win this game. And then I fucking wow. re- and then I rethought about it and I switched it to the Lions to win this game because it, it's right there. I'm right there. To me, here's here's what I'm doing. Two and a half, I'm taking the Lions. And the reason I'm taking the Lions is I think they win this game. I think that they I think that they flounder down the stretch. I just don't think it's this game. I think they win too. And I think obviously they would cover. I said last episode, and I'm going to say it again. I think they win this game. They cover. I think they lose, lose bears Packers. Interesting. All right. We both picked the lions next up. Vike or not Vikings. I'm sorry. Ravens at home against the Falcons. Who's starting quarterback for the Falcons this week? The Falcons are six and a half point underdogs. The Falcons started the year, I believe, six and zero against the spread. Am I correct in that? Correct. They're now eight and six. So now they've yes. gone. They've gone two and six since then. Correct. Baltimore is the opposite. They're eight and six or six and eight against the spread. Like this is a tough one because neither team is going to score any points. Yeah. And I'm like, six and a half. So Lamar's still out. Yep. Tyler Huntley's playing. Who's playing for the Falcons? Desmond Ritter or whoever. Ritter's still playing. Yeah. Okay. I just well, I know. It, it's it's not Mariota, right? I think Mario I think they've I think Mariota has left the team. What are you talking about? There was some shit about Mariota and his kid, and he walked away, and there was some veiled shot at Mariota by their coach. Are you serious? How did I miss this? Yeah. Essentially, like, I mean, he didn't like leave the team, but, but it said like there was some like not so veiled shot at Mariota, like not choosing not to be there. I know he had a kid and he left for that, but there's like a lot of things where it was like, it was a decision based on play, but also Mariota like didn't take it well, and now was like, "Okay, know. I'm reading right now. This is from four days ago. This is the latest." Though reports have indicated Mariota Mariota has gone awol on the Falcons, that's not necessarily the case. He's been in touch with the team. He also had a newborn shortly before he was benched, so he's been with his family. Mariota will have knee procedure this week. One that would sideline a player for only four to six weeks. That was Monday when this came out. Yeah. Okay. Regardless, you were, too, off, you, were too, you were you were too caught up in baseball news to. to yeah, must have missed that. Regardless, I, I think you know Ritter's going to struggle. I I just six and a half. I, I just, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I there's got to be a reason it's six and a half. I still think it's too big. I'm going with the Falcons to cover. I don't like it. It's another one I don't like, but I, I'm, I agree with you, but I, I'm going against you. I, I agree with you 100. percent I agree with you 100. percent to me, like this nine-six football game. Yeah, know, right. But, but man, I don't. I think. I think we. I think we're different on the first couple picks. 
And then I think other than the Giants pick, which I hate, <laughs> we've been fucking riding each other. So I'm I'm going on a fade Ruther here. And my hope is it's in Baltimore, correct? Correct. My, here's my two things. I actually like your pick, but I'm fading Ruther. And the two justifications is in Baltimore, they need uh, three justifications. They need to win these games to stay close until a Lamar Jackson return or not return and the Bengals and blah, 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 blah. And three, one team is eight and six against the spread. One team is six and eight against the spread, the way these spreads work. And in the end, you know, the idea that both of these teams are eight and seven and seven, eight against the spread. And then in week 16, they're eight and eight against the spread. That's how spreads work. It should be, you should be pretty even on both sides. So I'm going to take the Ravens. All right. Well, let's get through fade this. It. It's a fade. It's a fade. Ruther pick. Okay, we we we're, we're taking longer than I thought. Can we, can we kind of get through these pretty quicker? Let's go. Let's bang okay. them out. Yeah. Commanders, Niners in San Francisco. You're up. San Francisco seven point favorites. I'll take the I'll take the Commanders. You take I the love commanders. the Niners. I think the Niners. I think the nine. I think I love the Niners. I think the Niners are legit. I think the Niners with Jalen Hurts being out are probably the best team in the NFC. Um, also, I like the Commanders to play this game close. Uh, Chase Young is coming back. Brock Purdy. Oh yeah, Young. Well, that might change me. I was going to go Niners. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not that big a deal, but I just think can Brock Purdy just be great? Just like he's not going to have one like game where he doesn't look amazing just to end the year. I don't know. All right, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go take, with the Niners. The I'm gonna okay. go with the Niners still. I hate this I, pick. I think well, the Commanders. We're in, we're in disarray now. Yeah, I think I think I, falling off my pick. I think the man Commanders struggle to score points here. All right, Eagle. <laughs> Excuse me. God damn. Violent sneeze. All right, Eagles Cowboys. Ooh, didn't know this was happening. Christmas Eve, four twenty-five game. It's in Dallas. Cowboys are five point favorites because Jalen Hurts is out. Uh, you know, oh, so Hurts is definitely not playing. Yeah, Hurts is out. So who's playing? Uh, your boy, Minshew Mania, Gardner Minshew, straight from the Mike Leach uh, memorial where he was dropping f bombs. Gardner Minshew is playing. Uh, can I just say this? Like, there's almost no team. Well, there is. There's zero teams in any sport and players, even that I root for their injury. So I'm obviously not happy that Jalen Hurts is hurt. But God damn it, can we just stop running our quarterbacks? If you if you need to run your quarterback to win, you're not a Super Bowl contender. The end. And now the Eagles might not be Super Bowl contenders because they ran their quarterback. Well, I don't really care about that. I do care. I'm talking, looking at the spread. I still, oh, I, need, I still think the Eagles cover. Well, the Eagles Mitchell. are, the Eagles are five point dogs, correct? Yeah, I think they cover. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles win the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they won the game. I just, Eagles I, money line, Minshew mania. No, I know. I, I like hundred percent agree. I hundred percent like agree. It. I uh, uh, let me just say this: bet the Eagles money line. I think they win. Also. And I know the Eagles fans out there who can't wait to bring up Nick's Foles for me. You're not winning the Super Bowl with Gardner Minshew. Jalen Hurts will probably be back, but also maybe stop running your your quarterback. Yeah. All right, Sunday night game. 
celebrating the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. R.I.P. Franco Harris, who passed away this week, right around the time of the anniversary. So crazy how those things work out. It's in Pittsburgh. Both teams are six and eight. Raiders, Steelers. Steelers are two and a half point favorites. Am I first? Yes, sir. This is a tough game because it's west to east. Um, it's a tough game because you know I love me some Kenny Pickett. There'll be a and look before we make your pick. There's gonna be so much emotion in that stadium. Yeah, with him dying and the rece- and the the anniversary. I'm gonna take the Raiders. I think you're right. I hate. I hear. I, I feel like the wheels have come off my picks and just like the last three. Oh, but this is a nightmare. I'm so Raiders? confident. Yeah, what happened? Like the Raiders, the Raiders are coming off a huge win. I know. Is Pickett playing? Yes, I believe he is. All right, I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I don't know what you're doing, man. That's that. That was a shocking pick I, for me. I honestly don't know what I'm doing either at this point. I was my. And it all fell apart with the Giants Vikings pick. It was the beginning of the end. Watch, you're gonna crush me this week. All right, Sunday. Let's get through these games. Christmas Day. You got a triple header. We're going to start with Packers-Dolphins. In Miami, Miami's a four-point favorite. I'm up first. Packers have looked a little better. They've won back-to-back games. I I just don't know that they have the... The offense. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to change what I was going to do. I'm going to go Packers. I'm going Packers as well. It's going to go thin. I, 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 unlike the uh, unlike the Detroit Lions, I think Aaron Rodgers tries to run the table at the end. Finish I, strong. I, I like. I like. Actually, do I think the Packers win this game? No. Do I like the Packers money line value? Yes. Yeah, I can see that. That's a good money line. I like it. It'd be a killer loss for the Dolphins. Fall Dolphins are five and one at home. All right, terrible game for your second game on Christmas Day. Denver at the Rams. Denver's a two and a half point favorite. You're up first. Interesting spread here. I've been I've been fucking I've been cashing on not fucking believing in the Broncos basically the whole year. Um, I think I actually picked up a game on them with them last week, though, in the battle of backups. You did. We have another battle of backups. Uh, Russell Wilson's not back, correct? I don't know. I don't care. I'll take Let the Rams. Look. Broncos winning road games. Broncos road favorites. Give me the Rams. He's going to play. Okay. Even more so. Give me the Rams. I can't believe the Broncos are two and a half point favorites. Get your boy. Get on your boy. I always want to. I always want to. You see it in my face. I I can't believe they're favorites. I almost want to. Fuck it. It's Christmas Day. How can I not? Broncos country. Let's ride. Jesus ain't real. Let's ride. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm, I'm betting against the Jesus freak on Christmas Day. 
Let's fucking go. I, I hate this. I'm solely doing this because of the history. You know how you're like, I'm solely doing this to go. Like, I'm solely doing this. I would take Rams. I'm I actually, I, I mean, I don't think it's a terrible pick. I mean, you the, don't? Rams, I, the Rams have looked terrible. Uh, Sean McVay is probably smart enough to start tanking at this point. Probably. If he wants to coach next year. I just, the thought of Russell Wilson winning a game. Okay. Sunday night, Bucks Cardinals. Ugh. It's in Arizona. Bucks are seven and a half point favorites, Joe. Why is that spread so big? I don't know. Well, because they're on their third string quarterback. Who? The Cardinals? Who's yeah. why? Who's playing for them? Not Colt McCoy? Oh, McCoy got hurt last week. That's right. Who who took over for him? Trace McSurley. Oh, that's right. This week, the Cardinals worked out two quarterbacks. Yeah, Trace McSurley's starting. That's why. Still, seven. that half-point hook is tough. What do you think? Am I up? Yeah. I just picked the Rams first. Oh, you did? Yeah. You're right. My bad. Are the Bucs going to beat somebody by eight points? <laughs> I guess. I'm taking them. Let's fucking go. Give me Trace McSorley and the Cardinals. The Bucs are a totally different team at home on the road. I can see the fucking Bucs losing this game, but I don't think they lose this game. But I do love the seven and a half. Give me the half point hook. Let's Why did go. I do that? That was reckless. That was blinded by Brady's good looks right there. That was reckless. Trace McSorley, handsome man himself. All right, last up, Chargers, Colts. God, the Chargers or the Colts. What a disaster. Monday Night Football, it's in Indy. Chargers are four and a half point favorites. Uh, Chargers, I'm sorry, Colts have a new quarterback, Nick Foles, starting. Yeah. Because Matt Ryan leads the NFL in interceptions and fumbles. Um, I'll, I'll take the Chargers. Yeah, me too. All right, those are our picks. And leave us a call. 310-359-8365. We didn't get to your call. I'll try to get to it next week. That's it. Follow me on all social media at Joe Pranic Secretary on Fix Your Life. Uh, come out to a show tonight in San Diego at Madhouse Comedy Club. Come out to a show tomorrow at uh, Agua Caliente, where I'll be last-minute edition opening for James Adomian. Uh, follow me at JoePrano.com forward slash show or on Instagram so that you can hear about more shows. We got New York after the, our trip to Cincy. We got Vegas. We got uh, North Carolina Dead Crow Comedy Club. And we've got... Sketchfest in San Francisco. Tickets to all those are available already. Get some. All right. Yeah. We're on social at the dirty sports. All of those great social media apps that'll make you mentally stronger, as I said during the show. Okay, guys, that's our show. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy whatever you're celebrating. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great festive holiday weekend. And as always, stay dirty.